0: Here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Greetings, friends,
1: and welcome to today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. Every time that I sit behind this microphone, I rejoice in the number of listeners who listen to our ministry and who are listening to today's episode. I'm so glad that you join us. We'd love to hear from you and to know that you're listening. If you would be able to do so, please send us an email. I'd love to just hear something back from you. The email address for Hope Along the Journey is hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Again, that's just hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Send us a note. Send us a prayer request. Send us any ideas of what you would like to hear on one of the episodes of Hope Along the Journey. We would just love to know what you're thinking and how we can pray for you. We're delighted today to have with us, by way of a Zoom call, none other than our dear friend. <laughs> we finally got this worked out, didn't we, Brother Ken? But we're yeah. glad to have Kenneth Weber here, who is going to be sharing today. Ken, welcome to today's Hope Along the Journey.
2: Oh, thanks. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah, we got finally got it worked out. It took us, what, about three attempts to do this?
2: Yeah, I probably had to get some headphones and a microphone, but we're doing okay now.
1: <laughs> That's great. Well, Ken is in the Smith Mountain Lake area in Virginia. That's where he lives there in the beautiful state of Virginia. He worked for AT&T for 33 years. Um, the majority of the time he worked with computers and computer work there with AT&T. He took an early retirement and has since done a, several different jobs. He's um, worked at one point for a Christian Legal Society. He and his wife have been married for sixty-three years. Congratulations, Ken. That's quite mm-hmm. a milestone. Yeah. Well, it, as you'll hear in my testimony, it was a bit
2: rocky at times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm so delighted you're still together sixty-three years. He, he and his wife have two boys and a daughter. Ken is also a grandfather, a great grandfather. Uh, one of the things that I, I love about Ken, among other things, is that he also has this. He has a he's a loves to take photography, loves to take pictures. Um, I used to, I always love to see all the pictures that you that you take, especially there, your East Lake Community Church that you attend. And mm-hmm. so, thanks for always posting those pictures. And Ken is a much loved member of East Lake Community Church. You said you've been there for. What, about 15 years? Oh, 15, uh-huh. Yeah, and you came in to the church when it was like in its second year of existence. Is that right? Yeah,
2: it was back when they were in that little tiny church. I think there were like 80 members then, and last Sunday they had, uh, it was somewhere around 1,400 people there at the two services, so yeah. it's grown a bit. Yeah, Pastor Troy <laughs> Keaton is a dear friend
1: of mine and listens to the podcast and has even supported the podcast and deeply appreciate the Eastlake Community Church. And Ken, we appreciate you and appreciate you taking the time this morning to do this recording and to speak to our Hope Along the Journey family. Hmm. Ken, I'd like you to just begin by telling us a little bit about your background and about your life, and and just kind of give us a little more insight into who you are.
2: Okay. Well, I, uh, I've spent about—I was born in Boston, and— uh, we moved around some but about half of my life was was spent in the boston area um so i consider myself and most people who hear me say anything consider me a bostonian <laughs> you definitely aren't from alabama
1: right we did, right, we've got that right, right. mississippi or alabama you just don't have that accent
2: <laughs> right yeah but uh i uh i grew up in uh in a, i won't uh, describe it as a as a Christian home, my, my parents are always uh, members of a church. I grew up in the Episcopal Church. And if you heard about uh, my early uh, days, you'd think I was a devoted Christian from uh, you know the time I was six years old because I had 10 years perfect attendance at Sunday school. Uh, but the truth of the matter is uh, at the church we went to, Every year they gave you a, a, some sort of a prize for perfect attendance. And for 10 years, perfect attendance, you got a watch. And I was determined to get that watch. So it wasn't really that I was, uh, you know, dedicated to Jesus or anything. I just wanted that watch. So yeah. <laughs> uh, And you got I, that watch. Right. I did get it. But then. Uh, some years after that, our house was broken into and the watch was stolen. So There went your perfect anyway. attendance, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I grew up and uh, we always, uh, like I said, were members of a church and attended. And Jean and I got married in 1959, mm-hmm. and uh, she had been raised a Baptist, but after we were married, we... Uh, always had attended an Episcopal church too. Now, I, we were, you know, we would attend, but again, uh, I, I was not a Christian at the time. Jean had had been baptized when she was 12 in the Baptist church, but uh, uh, anyway, we would uh, always be members of a church. And, uh, uh, but I never... Uh, I never, you know, accepted Christ, uh, became a Christian during that time. And uh, a, a while ago, Pastor Troy gave a, a, a sermon on sowing seeds and the sower. And uh, it made me think back to, to all the people who had, over my life, sown seeds that that never quite uh, meant anything. Uh, most importantly was a, a cousin of mine, Sherry, who she and her husband uh, were Christians early on in life, and they tried very hard, especially Sherry, to to get me to, to go to church with them, uh, you know, to accept Christ, but uh, at the time, uh, I thought that that was meant giving up all the fun things in life. So, mm-hmm. so, so that never happened. Um, after Jean and I were married, about um, ten or twelve years, we went through, uh, or I went through, an awful bad stretch where um, I had I was unfaithful to Jean. Um, I put her in my family family through a lot of mm-hmm. uh, really difficult times. Mm-hmm. And uh, during those times, I thought uh, after uh, Pastor Troy gave his message, I thought about the many times that people had tried to plant seeds in my life. Right. And I went through all of the the stages that he list, that listed in the scripture about mm-hmm. Some just falling on the ground and being eaten up and yeah. others would fall on rocky soil and maybe sprout for a minute, but there was nothing and uh, that carried them on and that, you know it, it pretty much went along with with scripture mm-hmm. um, Well, uh, we moved around some and uh, I got transferred a couple of times with AT&T. and at one point, Uh, we were living in New Jersey and I got transferred to uh, Northern Virginia. And at the time, my daughter was a senior in high school. So Jean stayed uh, in New Jersey with her. uh, while I temporarily lived with my uh, mother in in Northern Virginia Mm -hmm. uh, until Susan graduated. And, uh, it got to a point where it was entirely possible that when Jean, when Susan graduated from high school, Jean would go back to Boston, and I'd just stay in Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, and that'd be it. And uh, I I don't know what uh, made Jean come to Virginia. It certainly wasn't me. It had to be a God thing, but um, she did come there. And Susan went off to school. And uh, when we were in Virginia, we were looking around for church but never found one. And uh, one small seed that was planted that turned out to be very important was Susan came home from uh, the University of Pittsburgh one weekend and said, I was talking to the chaplain at school, and he thought this church in Fairfax might be something we'd be interested in. It was Mm -hmm for our Episcopal church. Well, we went there and it was unlike any uh, Episcopal church I'd ever been in, but it was unlike any church i would ever been in. There were people there raising their hands while they were worshiping and praying out loud. Uh, It was just yeah, it was a strange experience what was your first well, we impression
1: kept, what, what, uh, i mean i understand episcopal worship style what, so uh, that had to be so incredibly uh, like uh this is this is
0: weird
2: this is strange yeah, right? Yeah, that's, weird is the right <laughs> word for it because uh it just was nothing i had ever you know experienced before and mm-hmm. anyway we kept going there and um at one point, every year in the Episcopal Church, a couple of people would come and visit you, <clears throat> and it was called the Every Member Canvas. Mm-hmm. And they would go through uh, you know, a bit of a routine with how how are y'all doing, we're mm-hmm. glad you're members and everything. But the purpose of the visit was to find out how much you were gonna donate the following year, okay. because that's how they formed their budget for the year. Mm-hmm. So one night, these two people showed up at the house, uh, Bill Sargent and Susan Smith, their names were, mm-hmm. <clears throat> from, True, from True Old Church, so I assumed that's what they were there for. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had them come in, and we went down into our family room in the basement, and uh, uh, hardly a Christian environment. My oldest son at the time had a collection of 600 beer cans, none of which was a duplicate. And they were lining the walls around us. while these people were here talking to us. So they went on for a while. I kept waiting, okay, when are you gonna, you know, pop the question, how, many, how much are we gonna give next year? Mm-hmm. And finally, Bill uh, said to me, if, uh, if you died tonight, you know, what would happen? You know, where would you go? And I gave—I can't even remember the answer I gave, but it was something along the lines of, well, I'm not a bad guy, so I guess, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was a very bad guy at the time. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, well, he proceeded to uh, to tell me about you. Not the first time I'd heard this, and I don't know if he said anything unique, mm-hmm. but uh, he got to a point point. he said, would you like to you know, accept Jesus Christ into your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had to be just a God thing because there was nothing else that made me say, yeah, I'd like to do that. Mm -hmm. But I did. And he, uh, he led me in, in the prayer and I accepted Christ and there was no uh, lightning or thunderbolts or anything. Um, uh, the only thing that happened that, that was a little bit strange was Bill started crying. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, what in the world is he crying is he about? <laughs> you know, but uh, anyway, yeah. um, uh, the next day I went to work and <clears throat> up to that point, if anybody at work said, uh, want to stop for a few drinks tonight, I'd immediately be on the phone to Gene and just say, hey, I'm gonna be late, and uh, off I went. Um, But that next day at work, it wasn't though I felt as though I couldn't say yes anymore because of what I'd done, you know, of accepting Christ. I just didn't want to do it anymore. It, uh, just, it was gone. I didn't have a desire to do that. And, and people you. kept yeah. asking me at work, you know, what happened to you? And uh, But anyway, uh, and another thing, the most important thing that changed was up until that point, I had spent probably 15 years um, uh, putting through gene through all sorts of grief. But what I did during that time, what I tried to do, was to correct all the, all the faults she had, the fault in my mind, mm. and turn her into the person <laughs> that I thought I deserved. That really you know. works, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but then, uh, you know, Jesus just changed all of that, and I uh, I saw all the things about Jean that were really admirable and good, and those other things just kind of went away. And so that was the big the big uh, miracle from all uh, from all of that. Something happened um, in
1: your heart, didn't it, Ken?
2: Uh, yeah, something true. changed yeah, was, on the inside. I really was a different person. It uh completely, completely changed. Um so at Truro, uh Truro at the time, I I didn't know when we first went there, but they were called uh, part of the Renewal Movement in the Episcopal Church. And they and a number of other churches eventually left the Episcopal Church and affiliated with the Anglican, mm-hmm. the Anglican Church. Mm-hmm. But I became they were very involved in the pro-life movement and uh, I got involved in that, and in several things at church, and mm-hmm. uh, it completely changed our lives. Saved my marriage, saved my family, Praise God! Uh, yeah, just changed our life uh, completely, and uh, at one point, I, uh, I I did take a newly retirement from AT mm-hmm. and T, Jean was a uh, a nurse at the Pentagon, and I did some consulting for a while, but she got tired of. Uh, leaving for work early in the morning and seeing me laying in bed and coming home (laughs) and finding me watching the news. And she said, uh, it's about time for you to get a real job. uh, I just decided I would uh, like to work for a Christian ministry. Sure. And uh, so there were two, uh, I, I forget how I went about the search and all, but there were two ministries. One was uh, Christian Stewardship Ministries, which was in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, That was mainly, Ken Smith ran it, and he did consulting for uh, uh, helping people with tithing and good stewardship and also ran seminars and stuff, but mostly to do with money and, and time management. And the second one, was from an organization called Christian Legal Society, which is uh, an organization for Christian lawyers at the national uh, group. um, And they had offered me a job too. Well, I was in Pittsburgh with Ken Smith and it was time to make a decision as to which way I was going here. And I went back to the uh, hotel uh, that night and uh, was praying about it and was uh, led to two verses in, in Proverbs. Um, and I, I don't have my Bible in here with me now, but I was I'm pretty sure it's Proverbs 31, eight, and nine. And it talks about uh, standing up for the, for the needy and, and for uh, looking out for the rights of people. And I thought, man, of all the places I could have seen something about money in the Bible, Mm -hmm. you know, this this seems pretty clear that God's leading me toward Christian legal society. And so I told Ken the next morning, that was what I was going to do. And I accepted the job there. And the reason I tell you that is the first couple of days I was at CLS, I was going around um, introducing myself to people and I went into the office of one of the directors, Nancy Welch, and she said to me, how did you come to accept this job? So I told her that story and she, uh, she just stared at me for a few, it seemed like forever. But she reached in her desk drawer and she pulled out this T-shirt. And when they had their national conference every year, they had a T-shirt that they'd give out to the people that were attending. On the back of the t shirt were those two verses. Isn't that something? Yeah, and uh, Wow. So uh, <laughs> That was a big confirmation for Absolutely me. Absolutely it was. And yes. and also uh a it's it's been something that I've uh thought back to along with with several other things where God really does listen, he really is interested in my well-being and, and listening
1: to prayer and stuff. That's so. wonderful. Well, Ken, we want to hear more of your story, but I do want to take just a moment to take a break here and to recognize our sponsor for this uh, Hope Along the Journey episode. We certainly do appreciate so much the fact that Ryan's Auto Sales, that's R-I-N-E-S, rhines Auto Sales, has decided to help underwrite these episodes and I appreciate so much my good friend Dwight Rhine who is owner and operator of this very family-friendly business. It's located in Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania. Now don't let that scare you away because people come from all over the U.S. to get vehicles from him. He's got a beautiful selection of nice used vehicles and he is a very honest man and will do you a great deal so Get a hold of him, tell him that you heard about him on Hope Along the Journey, and that's in Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania. You can go to his website at RinesAutoSales.com. That's R-I-N-E-S, RinesAutoSales.com. Or give him a call at 570-966-2277. So, Ken, we want to get back to your story a little bit and especially kind of bring us up to speed to... where you are today and what's kind of going on in your life today.
2: Okay. Um, Well, the job with CLS uh, ended up leading uh, to a job. We moved to Smithville. We bought property at Smith Mountain Lake. And one of the clients we had at CLS happened to be about a half hour from the lake. And I ended up working for them. And uh, so that worked out really well, too. And uh, the greatest blessing of coming here has been uh, ending up at Eastlake Community Church, which, um, uh, you know, I won't go into a whole lot of detail here, but other than it's the greatest church we've ever <laughs> belonged to, and uh, it's just been a real it's blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's... Uh, uh, I also got very involved after joining the church with uh, Christ with uh, Parkway Christian Academy over in Roanoke, right? And started taking a lot of pictures over there. And mm-hmm. uh, and since then, uh, there's a school here at the Lake East um, Smith Mountain Lake Christian Academy, right? And I did a lot of photography uh, for them too, which is. Uh, turned out to be a blessing for a lot of people and for, for me too. Um, one of the, uh, the things I keep uh, telling people, especially my kids and grandkids, is that God uh, blesses us with different things. Uh, it can be financial or talent or anything, you know, everything he gives, but he, uh, but he doesn't give us those things just for us to enjoy. He gives us those things to share with other people. Yes, he does. And the real blessings come back to us from, from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, several of the things we got involved in since we've been here with a, a group home up in Bedford uh, and uh, for boys and girls that uh, have had just horrible lives. But uh, one time, I'll just share one story from that. When we started to... Uh, bring kids from that group home down to the lake to take them out on the boat and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the first group we bought was, uh, brought there was a group of six girls. And there was a girl, Tiffany, sitting in the front of the boat. And we hadn't even pulled away hardly from the dock yet. And Tiffany said, this is the best day of my life. And at first I thought she was kidding And when I realized she was telling the truth, Mm -hmm. I thought, how great is this? I mean, I didn't need an excuse to go out in my boat. Mm -hmm. And it's the best day of some kid's life. And and what I found with the pictures is I still get a lot of uh, notes from people that... uh, I, I did pictures them of their kids playing sports or something and right. it's the only picture they have you know Indeed. so there's just been a bunch of blessings uh, come back to me from yeah. from all of that um last fall uh i was diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer and uh uh initially it i eventually got Uh, referred to Duke University, their cancer center down there. And they put me on a uh, a chemotherapy program. And uh, in January I had had four chemo, I was scheduled for my fifth treatment and they did a scan before that and decided that it wasn't doing any good and there was no sense continuing. Uh, at the time, uh, he said, you know, it will just stop and, uh, there's nothing we can do. And they, uh, he said that, uh, I had maybe two to three months to live. Well, Wednesday, this past Wednesday, we passed the three months. So, so we're doing pretty well. uh, (laughs) But anyway, uh, the big, uh, big thing for me during this time is Janelle Keaton, Troy's wife mm-hmm. has been suffering with cancer and also has, uh, you know, stage four terminal cancer, <clears throat> but she's been a great, uh, she does these videos and has been a great encouragement to me yes. and, yes. uh, and to a lot of people and that, mm-hmm. that kind of, uh strengthened me during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. but um, she and I have shared a lot and and uh, we're both very open with on Facebook and right. with other people about what we're going through. Mm-hmm. So what I've found during this is uh, well one thing is I don't know how people that don't have a faith in God, uh, you know, a belief in heaven. I don't know how they go go through. Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. anything like this, you know, uh, but, um, for me and, and, and for Janelle, uh, it, uh, it's a journey. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not afraid of the end of the journey. It, it, this whole experience has brought me much closer to God. I, 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 uh, this the, the scripture is more meaningful. He's more real to me. The certainty of me going to heaven when I die is, you know, as solid <laughs> as anything.
1: Praise God. And, that's wonderful. Ken.
2: Yeah. And it, I've been able to share that with a lot of different people. I, I usually get on, I haven't done it yet this mm-hmm. morning, but I put a post on Facebook, yes. tell people what's going on in my life. And, uh, you know, I I believe that has had uh, an impact on a lot of people. And the ones I'm concerned about most are the unbelievers that read mm-hmm. it, but also even people of faith that can be strengthened by the yes. fact that yes. you can make it through something like this, yes. you know. So, um, Ken, we got I about, still, yeah, go right ahead. You no, know, I was going to say I start every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been... I had two weeks where I really felt awful uh, during this, but that turned out to be a blessing too because the following week, all my kids came here and several of my grandchildren, and uh, we got to share things that uh, we never would have shared Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I hadn't had that bad week and a week and a half or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I saw... Uh, for the first time, how much my kids loved me, even though I never questioned that, but it really came through. And they shared things that they had never shared be- before. So I saw how God used that time when I felt so awful to bring a lot of blessing from that. But I have never felt, uh, you know, I don't feel sick. I have no pain. I have no nausea. Mm-hmm. Um I'm under hospice care now, but uh, she only comes once a week now because she got sick of me saying, I don't have any pain. I don't have any, <laughs> you <any, no, laughs> I feel fine. So yeah. I just get up every day, and when I feel that way, just say, thank you, God, for another day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just keep, keep going on. But it's only, you know, people say, oh, you know, I so admire you you know mm. the way you're handling this well it's not me at all it's, uh, it's God just giving me the strength to do it I, that's I wonderful. wouldn't uh, that's wonderful. I take any credit for yeah. it at all but, but it's been a real blessing uh, the people I hear from that are blessed by the stuff I put up or by pictures I've taken in the past whatever and uh, so it's not a so one, I had one person that sent me a card talking about the difficulties I'm going through. And I said, you know, I, I don't mean this as an insult, but this isn't difficult. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to have a lot of pain and be sick, but uh, going through this, I know where I'm going to be right when this right. is over. Yes. So it's not difficult. You know, Amen. the only con- big concern I have is for Jean and my family. But other than that, mm-hmm. it, it's not difficult. Yeah.
1: No. Well, Ken, thank you so much. It's beautiful. Appreciate you sharing it. we're going to be praying for you and we're going to be airing this uh, podcast and broadcast during on Easter week. And so your story just solidifies and underscores the fact that because of Jesus Christ and what he did, because he lives, we can face tomorrow, and because he lives, all Mm -hmm. fear is gone, and we have the hope of life eternal. Mm -hmm. So praise God. Well, friends, thank you for listening today to Hope Along the Journey. As I always say, look to Jesus Christ. He truly is the hope of the world, and if you look to him, he
0: will give you hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about hope along the journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more hope along the journey.